Let's commit the meeting unto the Lord and ask for the Lord's blessing on the rest of the meeting. Our dear Lord and Heavenly Father, we just ask now, Lord, that, that you will take control, Lord, of this meeting, Lord. We pray, Lord, that you will be glorified. We pray, Lord, that you will be exalted and high and lifted up, Lord. We pray, Lord, that your people, Lord, will be, will be fed and built up and challenged, Lord. And we pray, Lord, that there is one here tonight, Lord, that is not saved or watching online, Lord, that's not saved or backslidden. We pray, Lord, that your word will pierce through, Lord. We pray, Lord, that salvation will ring out tonight, Lord. We pray, Lord, that, that we will leave this tabernacle rejoicing, Lord, at the salvation of souls, the healing of the body, and the backslider restored. Lord, this is your word, Lord. We've come to hear from you, Lord, and we commit everything into your hands, Lord. And we ask for your blessing upon it, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. As I sought the Lord for the word tonight, the Lord brought me to one verse in particular in Revelation chapter 20. One verse and a few words in that verse. And it was Revelation chapter 20 and verse 12. And the words were, And I saw the dead small and great stand. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand. And I started to wonder about those words. And it started to hit home as I sat and read it. And I started to wonder about relatives who aren't saved, relatives who are backslidden. And I started to think about a church of apathy that will take it or leave it. Whenever they look at the cross and they look at God bleeding and dying on the cross and they take it or they leave it, it doesn't really give them a second thought. And it was heavy on me. I started to think about the church. I started to think about believers. I started to think about service. I started to think about my own life. And I started to think about the lost. And I started to weep. And it was, very, it was extremely heavy on me. It was a word from the Lord. And then I started to write on my own, hours at end, late into the evening. And this was the words that they were, I couldn't get them out of my head. I was lying in bed at night. And I couldn't sleep. And I saw the dead, small and great stand before God. I couldn't sleep and I knew this was of God and I started to write and I says Lord have your way guide my pen guide my thoughts and this is a warning to the church this is a warning that if you're not saved tonight this is a warning if you're backslidden this is a warning that if you're sitting at home or you're here and you hear these words this is a warning about the apathy of the church. This is for the church tonight. And I started to write Revelation of Jesus Christ to John on the Greek Isle of Patmos. The date is about AD 95. And it's a final cycle of Revelation visions to John on the Isle of Patmos. 
And it's a chapter where the binding of Satan, the final war, and judgment day. And I started to write about the verses. And this is what I wrote. The last courtroom in the history of the world. God is the judge. After this, there will, be, there will never be another trial. And God will never again need to act as judge. The accused, all the unsaved that ever lived, will be called to a trial that has never been before. There will be no debate over guilt or innocence. There will be no there will be a prosecutor but no defence, an accuser but no advocate. There will be an indictment but no defence. The convicting evidence will be presented there will be an unsympathetic judge and no jury. No appeal of sentence. He pronounces the guilty will be punished eternally with no possibility of release in a prison from which there is no escape. That is where we are in Revelation chapter 20 and verse 11 to 15. But Satan would have you think that no such time will take place through atheism, humanism and evolution. Remove God from our thinking or a God who loves everyone and will accept everyone whether repentance of sin comes or not. There is no accountability for sin. But it says in Revelation 20 and verse 10, And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone. And my question for you tonight is, are you being deceived? If you do away with God's law, what would the world be like? If you do away with accountability for sin, what would the world be like? The answer is something onto the lines that you have today. And it's going to get worse rapidly. Evolution. We have just evolved. The devil would have you think. You were a blob of matter and water. And you grew fins and started to swim. Then you threw yourself onto land. And you grew legs and you grew arms. Then you started to walk. Then you turned into a monkey. Then you turned into a caveman. And here we are. We have evolved. Alive from the pit of hell. That will dom your soul forever. The big bang. People think I'm crazy about Jesus. And you're a nutter. And you believe the scriptures. Well I do believe in Jesus. And I do believe the scriptures. But if I'm crazy listen to this one. The big bang. They would have you believe that nothing exploded. And it exploded that hard. That here we are tonight. And I'm the nutter. And I'm the nutter. Nothing exploded. And it exploded that hard. That here we are tonight. The big bag. Or what about this one? You dad, that's it. It's a bit late. Would you believe that one when you're dead? Or what about this one? Reincarnation. 
I'm going to come back when I die as my favorite pet. What a load of nonsense. And people say that I'm crazy because I believe in Jesus. I can prove Jesus through this word, through this book. I can lift this book to anybody and I can say, let's talk about the history. Let's talk about the beginning. Let's talk about the now. And let's talk about the end. But atheism, reincarnation, the Big Bang, there's no evidence for any of it. None. Zero. But Satan would have you believe it all. God's word says in Matthew chapter 22, let's turn to it, Matthew chapter 22, Verse 12 and 13. And it says this. Listen to the scripture. The parable of the wedding. The marriage supper of the Lamb. Jesus said this. God. And he said unto him, Friend, how camest thou in hither, not having a wedding garment, not covered in the righteousness of Christ, why are you here? Questioned, asked. And he was speechless. Nothing in response. Then said the king to the servants, Bind him hand and foot, and take him away and cast him into outer darkness. God's words. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. God's words. You see, you can't come to Jesus as you are in your sin. And if there's no righteousness, at the wedding supper of the Lamb, His righteousness, you can't enter. You can't be there. In Matthew 25 and 41, it says this. The sheep and the goats. Then, he, then shall He say also unto them on the left hand, Depart from me, ye cursed, into everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. You see, the everlasting lake of fire was prepared for the devil and his angels, the sheep and the goats. Those are God's words. You can't come to Jesus any other way except through the cross work of Christ and the blood of the Son of the living God. There's no other way to come to Jesus. Don't be fooled by the lies of Satan. Don't be fooled by the lies of this world. Evolution, the Big Bang, reincarnation, it's all garbage. It's all garbage to damn your soul. Your boss isn't on the throne. Your wife or your husband isn't on the throne. Your mates aren't on the throne. It's just going to be you and God face to face on this day in his courts and justice will be done. You see, the cry today is justice, justice, justice and we want justice. And rightly so, justice should be done. And so the Father requires justice also because he sent his Son to die for you on that cross 
And so if you reject his son, if you reject the blood that was shed, then the father requires justice because you rejected his son who was sent to redeem, who was sent to save, who was sent to bleed and die, who was sent to rise again the third day and ascend to the right hand of the father. And if you reject God's son, then the Father requires justice for that rejection. Surely justice should be done in this case, should it not? We all want justice, and the Father will require justice for the rejection of his Son, the Christ rejecter. In Psalm chapter 14, and verse 1, it says, The fool hath said in his heart, There is no God. You see, tonight, you're listening tonight and you're not saved. The Bible says that you are a fool. And if you believe in the Big Bang Theory, if you believe in reincarnation, if you believe in evolution, then I would have to agree with the Scriptures, going by the evidence that it is correct that you are indeed a fool. You are a fool tonight if you believe it. Revelation chapter 20 and verse 11. Let's read it. 11 to 15. Let's read the scriptures. These scriptures are frightening. These scriptures are enough to make you quake in your boots. These scriptures are enough to keep you up at night. These scriptures are enough for you to weep for your relatives who aren't saved. These scriptures are enough for you to want to serve the Lord more and more every day. These scriptures are enough for tears to run down your face because of your friends and your workmates and your relatives who aren't saved and don't know the lovely Lord Jesus Christ. These scriptures are scriptures that made me weep. They were heavy on me. And this is a warning from God. Revelation chapter 20 and verse 11. And I saw a great white throne. And him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away. And there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead small and great stand before God. And the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it. And death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged every man according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. That is a future event that will happen, I believe, very soon. The wagons are circling. The eyes are on the land of Israel for that great day of the Lord. 
Everybody's against that wee plot of lad. The world's going crazy. And the wagons are starting to circle. And if you are awake to the book of Revelation tonight, you can see it on your social media, on your TV. The venom and the hatred towards Israel, the land of Israel. I have never seen the lack of it before. The world, the wagons are circling. Let's talk about these verses. Verse 11 of Revelation chapter 20. And I saw a great white throne. John looks into the heavens, the vision given to him by God on the Isle of Patmos. A great white throne, great in size and white, representing the place of the Holy God. The white representing his holiness and the white representing his perfect works and his righteousness and his perfect justice. And he will judge through perfect records, kept of all said, done, and thought. In Revelation chapter 4, and verse 2 and 3, it says this. Revelation 4, verse 2 and 3. And immediately I was in the Spirit, and behold, a throne was sat in heaven, and one sat on the throne. John sees the throne, the great white throne in the heavenlies, and he's given a vision. And there's somebody sitting on the throne. And he that sat was to look upon like a jasper and a sardine stone. And there was a rainbow round about the throne in sight like unto an emerald. This is a throne. This is a great white throne. This is a righteous throne. This is a throne with a rainbow round about. This is a throne of awe. This is a throne of wonder. This is a throne that you have never seen before. This is the throne of the Savior, the lovely Lord Jesus Christ. 9, 10, and 11 of the same chapter, chapter 4. And when those beasts give glory and honor and thanks to him that sat on the throne, who liveth forever and ever, the four and twenty elders fell down before him that sat on the throne and worship him that liveth forever and ever, and cast their crowns before the throne, saying, Thou art worthy, O Lord. It's the Lord on the throne. And the the crowns are being cast down. And they're saying, Thou art worthy, O Lord. This is a majestic throne. This is a throne that this world has never seen before. This is a throne of awe and wonder and righteousness. And the Lord sits on the throne. What a vision John had on the Isle of Papas. What a vision John had on the Isle of Papas. Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For thou hast created all things. There is your answer to your big bang. And for thy pleasure they were created. That's the big bang wiped out. He created everything for his pleasure. He did it because he could. He did it because he's God. You see, we can't can't fathom this. I can't fathom it. He is God. 
He does what he wants. He puts the stars and the skies, the galaxies and the planets. The top scientists in the world that still can't work out the galaxies. I have news for them. Stop trying. Because you can't comprehend it. It's God you're dealing with. Not man's hands and not works. It's God. It's Jesus. The creator God. Stop trying to work out his creation. Because you can't. You're confounded. You don't understand it. It's supernatural. He is God. Revelation 21. Revelation 21. And the first five verses says this. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away. And there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem coming down from God, out of heaven prepared as a bride, adored for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them, and be their God. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. The true and faithful one on the throne. What an awesome sight for John on the Isle of Patmos. I wonder, I wonder what John was doing at this point. I wonder what John was doing. I wonder was his face in the dirt. And he's shaking like this here. Because Christ was showing him a revelation. I wonder what John was doing at this point. John has a vision. And he looks into the heavenlies. And he sees God seated on his glorious throne. What a vision that must have been. From whose face the earth and the heaven fled away. The glorious presence makes the earth and the heaven flee away. Revelation chapter 6 and verse 14 says this. And the heaven departed as a scroll when it it is rolled together. And every mountain and island were moved out of their places. The appearance of God causes the heaven and the earth, the sin-cursed earth, the sin-cursed creation to flee from his face. This is cosmic disruption from a supernatural God. The old will be done away with and there will be a new creation. Cosmic disruption comes as the Lord appears, as the old sin-cursed creation is done away with. God's glory appears and this whole creation and all that is in it is wound up like a scroll. It's wound up like a scroll. The old order comes to an end 
Uh, there is a new world order in place. Uh, the new world order is Jesus Christ. The new world order is the blood bought. The new world order is the new Jerusalem, which is you and me. The new world order is the new heaven and the new earth. The new world order is the blood bought of Christ. Yes, there is a new world order coming, but the new world order will be run by Jesus. Get ready for a new world order, WHO. Get ready for a new world order, WEF. It's Jesus. It's Jesus on his glorious throne with his people. That is the new world order that I'm waiting on. That is the new world order that is coming. When you hear, brother and sister, about a new world order, don't worry. There's one coming, but it's not of this earth. The new world order is supernatural. And it will be righteousness. And it will be salvation. That is the new world order that is coming to this earth. Second Peter. Second Peter chapter 3 and verse 10 says this. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in the which the heavens shall pass away. The heavens will pass away with a great noise, a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat, a great noise and fervent heat, and the old creation is gone. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. This sin-cursed world will be burned up. A great noise. The elements when Christ appears. And it will flee from his face. It won't be able to stand him. It will flee from his face. When Christ appears. What a saviour. Revelation chapter 21 And I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away and there was no more sea. There's a new heaven and a new earth coming, brother. There's a new heaven and a new earth coming, sister. And it's going to usher in the kingdom of God and he will rule in righteousness. Our Savior and our Lord. And everything will be wound up in fervent heat and a great noise. Can you even begin to imagine? Can you even begin to imagine what that is going to be like? Everything's going to be done away with. The old things will pass. He's going to do away with it. It's going to flee at the appearing, the lovely face of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's all going to flee away. And there was found no place for it. No place. It's God. It's God. The finished work of the Messiah ushers in a new creation. As the old creation cursed by sin is replaced by a new creation of righteousness, salvation with God and his people, his bri- the bride of the groom. 
There was found no place for it when Christ returns at his appearing. Verse 12 of chapter 20. And I saw the dead, small and great stand before God, the great laveler. This is the great laveler. Listen to it again. And I saw the dead, small and great stand before God. Emperors, kings, queens, the desolate, the poor, will stand before God. God will raise all mankind, small and great, the dead who has ever lived, the greatest of sinners to the smallest of sinners, the great laveler, all the physically dead and all the spiritually dead will stand before God. God will raise the dead to stand before him. The physically dead will breathe again. And if you're here at the period of Christ, you're spiritually dead. Well, you're a walking corpse. You said to be able alive. You're not alive. You're spiritually dead in your trespasses and your sins. You might as well be dead. The spiritual dead and the physical dead will be, will be summoned before God. Summoned before God. And the books were opened. And another book was opened. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. The lost judged according to their works. The Christ rejecter judged according to your works. You own your works. And you will be judged according to your works. The Christ rejecter, not washed in the blood of the Lamb that sits on the throne, that great white throne, and has come. There's no covering of the blood. You're before that great white throne, and there's no covering of the blood, and you're a Christ rejecter. Everything is laid bare before a holy God and surely justice should be done because you rejected his son who was sent for your salvation, shed his precious blood, hung on the cross. So surely justice should be done, should it not? We all want justice. So the Father demands the justice as well. Your thoughts, your words, your deeds, your attitudes and so on, all measured before a holy God, no covering, no blood, no answer, speechless before the great white throne, and justice will be done. Surely, it's only right that there should be justice in this situation, should there not? So God is their judge. They will meet God as their judge. What a fearful thing that is. After reading these scriptures. After talking about the great white throne. After talking about the old creation. Burning up with the great noise. 
What a fearful thing to stand before a holy God in your sins, not covered in the blood. You've rejected his son. No covering of the blood. Speechless before the great white throne. Speechless before the great white throne. What will you do? Come on, let's get down to it. What will you do? We're not mocking about here. This world's winding up. It's as clear as the nose in front of your face. What will you do when you meet God? What will you bring to God? What will you give God? What price will you give for the salvation of your soul? What will you bring? Nothing will do. Only the covering of the blood. Unless he sees the blood. Nothing else will do. There will be no jury. There will be no defense. There will be no release. There is no parole. This is it. What will you do? The Christ rejecter in front of that great white throne. What will you do? Let's, let's get down to it. These are matters of eternity. Matters of eternity. Matters of the soul. What will you do? The blood wash will be before the Beba. The blood washed will be before the Beba. Standing before the Beba to give, to be given rewards on how they serve God. Or maybe lose rewards of how they didn't serve. It speaks here of works. But let's not be confused. Not because salvation is by works. But that salvation makes you want to work for your Savior and it produces works for the lovely Lord Jesus Christ. If you were or are truly saved, then surely the evidence of that will be in your life. The fruits will be there and you'll want to serve the Master. God's grace changes people to do God's work in service. We are new creations in Christ and we want to serve God. Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8, 9 and 10. For by grace are ye saved, saved by grace through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Grace that you're saved. Through faith. The gift of God. Not of works. No works. Lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus. All the good works. Which God hath before ordained. That we should walk in them. 
When you're before the baby as the blood bought, what about your works? Now your works didn't get you the salvation. It's by grace that you are saved through the sacrifice of the blood. That's how you were saved. But salvation should want to bring works to labor for the Lord, to serve the Lord, because you're a new creation and you want to serve the Master. If works was enough to get you into heaven, then the cross is null and void. The cross wasn't called for. If you can work your way to heaven, <coughs> if you can work your way to heaven by being good, a good citizen, a good person, and you can do works and you can get into heaven, then could you explain to me why the Father sent the Son to die on the Roman cross and shed his precious blood if works is enough to get you into heaven, it can't. Works won't do. You have to come by the way of the cross. You have to come by the blood. Only the blood will do. Only the blood of Christ will do. Your works will be burned up. How will you come as a blood-bought believer to the Beba? How will I come to the Beba? Works at the Beba for the believers. Revelation 22 and 12 says this. Listen to what he says. Christ in his word and behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me to give every man according as his work shall be. The Lord's coming with a reward. You see, there's rewards to be handed out for your service as a believer before the Bema. There's rewards. He said in his word, he's coming with rewards. The word Bema could be found in the Ethiopian games in Greece, where contestants would, would partake in sporting events. The winner who ran a good race and abode by the rules would be brought before the Bema where a judge would sit and place a laurel crown on the head of the victor as a reward. Christ is coming back and he's coming with rewards to give out to the blood bought at the Bema. You will be at the Bema. Will you be wearing any crowns? The crown of glory in 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 4. The crown of righteousness in 2 Timothy chapter 4 and 8. And the crown of life in Revelation chapter 2 and 10. And what part of the new heaven and the new earth will you serve in? 
That's another thing. Rewards, crowns, and what administration will you be given in the kingdom of God, the new heaven and the new earth? Personally speaking, from my perspective, I want to be as close to Jesus as possible. I want to be right there. I want to be as close to Jesus as I can get. Nothing else matters. Give me Jesus. The crowns, the reward. He's coming with rewards. Are you serving Christ with passion? Have you got fire in your belly? Have you got a backbone? Have you got guts and drive and determination? Are you serving the master with passion? Are you running your race? Are you fighting and taking ground? Are you seeing souls saved? Souls, bodies healed? Backsliders restored? How is your service? Because whenever you stand before God at the Bema, how will it be? How will it be when you look upon his face and you behold your Savior? How will it be for me? How will it be for you? Was there apathy? I'll take it or leave it. I didn't serve you, Lord. The tears that'll flow. I'm sorry, Lord. A waste of time, Lord. Your friends, your family, your relatives, your loved ones, your workmates, all going to a lost eternity. Did you talk to them? Did you give them the precious word of God? Did you show them Calvary? These are things of eternal matters. These are things of the utmost seriousness. And the sea gave up the dead. Listen to those words. You see the creator God. Don't be surprised by these words. The creator God. He's God. Everybody that lived past, present and future. Dead or alive will stand before him. Whether at the Bema or the Great White Judgment Throne, you'll be there. You've got an appointment to keep and you can't cancel it. You'll be there. Dead or alive, you'll be there. What's it going to be like? You will be there. You can't cancel it. You can't put it off and you won't be late. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it. And death and hell delivered up the dead. He's over all, you see. He's over all. Death and hell delivered up the dead. Can you, can you, can you imagine? Can you imagine the scene? And the sea gave up the dead which were in it. 
And death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged every man according to their works. There you go. And if you're covered in the blood and you're before the baby, you'll be okay. But if you're before that great white throne with your deeds and your works and it's not covered in the blood, I'm sorry. And I say it with a heavy heart. I'm sorry. But you're lost. You see, justice has to be done. We, we all want justice, don't we? Justice will be done here too. Verse 14. A death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. Revelation 21 and 8. But the fearful and the unbelieving. The unbelieving. But the fearful and the unbelieving and the abominable, that's the filthy, and murderers and whoremongers, that's the sexual immoral, and sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone. This is the second death. Every enemy of God will be cast into the lake of fire. A symbol and place of total ruin and endless suffering and separation from God. This is, this is terrifying. It's terrifying because whenever I wrote this, in my head as I wrote this, I, I have relatives who aren't saved. I have friends who aren't saved. I have relatives who claim that they were saved and now there's no fruit. And as I, I wrote this, I was shaking. I couldn't sleep. I couldn't sleep. You see, people live their lives on earth separate from God. And they, you see, they don't want God. And they live their lives that they don't want God. But it's a different thing when God doesn't want you. You see, it's a different thing when God says, I don't want you. And the day of grace is over. And that's it. I just want to live my life. I, I, I don't want anything to do with God. Okay, okay that's, that's up to you. 
You've, you've, you've lived your life that you don't want God. But what happens when God says that he doesn't want anything to do with you? And you're before the great white throat, speechless in your works, lost. There's not going to be a party, you know. It's going to be physical and mental torture. How mental torture? You can understand the physical through through the, the fire, the lake of fire. But how, how mental? Well, the mental torture will come from sitting at a meeting like this, hearing God's word, and walking out the doors and rejecting God's son. And you'll remember it. You'll remember that pastor who stood on that field, that tent at Guilford, telling you that you needed to be saved, telling you that only the blood would do. And you'll remember that when you're in hell. And then your death in hell will be taken up and cast into the lake of fire. You will remember it. That's where the mental torture comes from. Physical land mental. You will remember the words. You will remember the words that it's too late. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Revelation 3 and 5. He that overcometh the same shall be clothed in white raiment, the righteousness of Christ. And I will not blot out his name out of the book of life. But I will confess his name before my father and before his angels. And I read that and I thought to myself, above everything else, above everything else, I want this. Nothing else matters. This is what I want. And I will confess his name before my Father and before the, his angels. I want Jesus to confess my name before the Father and before the angels. That's what I want. You see everything else? You can keep it, you can have it, and you can do what you want with it. I want Jesus to confess my name to the Father and say, you see him? He served you well. He served you well. That's what I want. And when I'm at the Bema, I want rewards. But you know the most important reward that I want in the new creation? I want to be as close to Jesus as I can get. Confess my name and get close to Jesus. Nothing else for me matters. This world is vile. This world is sick. Sin sick. And this world is winding up. And when he appears and his face is there, it will all flee. 
and he will usher in the new world order. God's righteous kingdom. And I want to be there. Are you afraid? Not a bit. Not a bit. Because Jesus is coming back for his people. That's what I'm waiting on. I'm waiting on my Savior. And I'm waiting on my Lord. The lovely Lord Jesus Christ. Revelation 21 and 27. And there shall be, and there shall in no wise enter into it anything that defileth, neither whatsoever worketh abomination or maketh a lie. But they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. You're not getting in your sin. You're not getting in. No abomination. Nothing that defileth will enter the new creation. Only those that are names are in the Lamb's book of life. Are you blood washed? And are you blood bought? I'm not asking you, do you go to church? It's good to go to church. I don't care what denomination you go to. Personally speaking, I don't like denominations anyway. The names, I don't like it. You're saved or you're lost. The sheep or the goats. I'm not asking you to go to church. I'm not asking you to give to the church. I'm not asking you to give to charities, which is good. I'm not asking you, do you pray five times a day? I'm not asking you, do do you whip yourself? Do you climb mountains? Do you confess your sins to the priest? Who's probably a bigger sinner than you are anyway? I'm asking you, is your name in the Lamb's book of life? And are you blood-bought? Are you saved? Full stop. Have you got a relationship with the lovely Lord Jesus Christ? Have you bowed the knee at the cross? Have you repented of your sins? Saved and baptized and filled with the Holy Ghost. That's it. Saved and baptized and filled with the Holy Ghost. That's what I'm asking you tonight. Only the covering of the blood will do. No deeds, no works. John 5, 24. Verily, verily, or truly, truly, I say unto you, He that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation but is passed from death into life. You can pass tonight from death to life before you leave this tabernacle. 
But I have my life glad. Scriptures say that you're dead and your trespasses and your sins. And you're a walking corpse. You're a walking corpse. You're dead and your trespasses. You're dead and your sins. But tonight, you can pass from death unto life. Because of what he has done. You see, it's all about Jesus. How do I do that? You have to come by the way of the cross. The cross of Christ. God on the cross. Bleeding and shedding his precious blood. And giving his life. That you might be saved. You have to come by the cross. You have to repent of your sins. You have to realize of who you are before a holy God. You see, he's holy. And you're lost. And the scales don't weigh up. And if you stand before God like that at the great white throne, you're speechless. There's nothing can be done. But if you add the blood, the scales go like this. The scales start to go even. Why? Because of what he has done. Put the blood on the scales. And it all matches up. Repent. See, that's what the early church used to preach. Repentance. You need to repent of your sins. You need to bow the knee. You need to confess before Christ, not before a priest, a filthy priest who needs saved himself, by the way. Works won't cut it. You need to repent of your sins before a holy God and accept him as your saviour. You have to come by the way of the cross. The way of the cross is the only way for eternal salvation. Are you serving the Lord, brother? Are you serving the Lord, sister? Am I serving the Lord? Because you'll stand before the Bema. You'll be at the Bema. So how's that going to go? You're not saved today. You don't know Jesus. I've, I've, I've warned you. I, I didn't want to preach this. I couldn't sleep. It affects me too, you see. I have a brother who's an atheist. He's married to somebody who's not saved. I have relatives who claim to be saved and there's no fruit. I have friends who aren't saved. You see, it affects me too. It hits home. And see, when I think about it, it rips the heart out of you. And your guts just start to churn. 
Because I know what's coming. Sooner rather than later, I know what's coming. You're here tonight. You're not saved. Can I urge you, don't leave this tabernacle until you've sorted this out. These are matters of eternity. Matters of the utmost importance. Be saved tonight. You're backslidden. You're not serving the Lord the way you should be. You need to get going. He's coming back. What about the Bema? What about the rewards? What about the service? Appointments to keep. One for the blood bought at the Bema. And one for the Christ rejector at the great white throne. And you will be there. It will happen. Everyone who has ever lived will be there. Serve the Lord with passion. Serve the Lord with drive and determination. Run your race. You're not safe tonight. I'm sorry, but this is God's word. Why did I give it to you? Because I do it in love. I don't do it to beat you over the head with it. I do it solemnly out of love because I care for your soul. I have to do what the Lord tells me. I have to preach what the Lord gives me. Backslider, come back to Christ. You're not saved. You're here or you're watching online. You need to get saved. It's a warning. It's a solemn warning. The warnings are going to end soon. The day of grace is coming to an end. Christ is coming back. What's it going to be for you when you meet your Savior? Don't leave this place tonight without putting this right. Matters of the utmost importance. Matters, eternal matters. Eternal matters before a God that you will meet one day. Rebecca, Rebecca's going to come and sing a piece and then Billy's going to call the worship table and we're going to finish off. God bless. <laughs>